0: Issue 18. <laughs> not that much, not that much. Hey, guys, no, it's fucking great to be back, guys. We have been, on a, like, not really in a hiatus. Him and I have been kicking some ass on a lot of other different things that's been going on. Both of us have some kick-ass John Moxley shirts that you probably don't have because I don't think you have the fucking patience to wait two and a half weeks for your fucking pay- t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com, <sighs> which my girlfriend, dude, Fucking my girlfriend has her own shop on there now. She didn't even have to pay because she had enough fucking followers from that turnbuckle chick. She's awesome. Mm. And yeah, but this mock shirt is cherry, dude. It's cherry. It's so fucking soft. Somebody.
1: Uh, yeah. Hi,
0: by the way. It, somebody.
1: Um, some, oh, yeah. She, you're
0: my best friend. Hello. Oh, yeah.
1: Hey, what's up? <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see him. Yeah. Nice best to see you. Friend. Best friends right here. Uh, we did not fight
0: SoCal censored last night or the night before. Whatever it was. No, but we we're, but but we're not talking about the entire thing. <laughs> I got home late. I picked up some overtime. I did my best. I watched the buy-in. I got half. I, I finished the uh, Christopher Daniels oh, match. Yeah. I'm gonna finish the rest tonight. We're gonna talk to Mach in a couple of days. Or hey, you official... all remember Mach, right? No, oh, you have to remember yeah. Mach. Mach, oh man, Mach, with oh two man. ends. Oh man,
1: a lot of fun guys. Yeah, a lot
0: of fun. he he's. He's the official Minefields uh wrestling correspondent. Oh. He's a genius. He's a gorgeous Adonis and we we're waiting for him to let us know when we can record with him and we love him. Hey Mach, what's up? Like Facebook is back up. Dude, for real. Mach. I can't believe they really
1: Pulled that crap on you. Let's just get to this here. Yeah, we were we Fighter Fest was freaking rad. Uh there were there were definitely some ups and downs. So I, you know, I. Uh, we're going we're basically going to go through the card in a
0: second and say, you know, hey, I saw this, I didn't see that or whatever because no um, no, no, we get, we get no no we we get can. away from Moch. No no we can't I'm
1: just because by the time we do this with Mach here really quick, we'll have it all. I'm not saying I don't want to say too much about anything except to say that the mo- sure, the sure. Mox shirts, not much, the Mox shirts, the John Moxley shirts that we're wearing, um, I saw some gal in the in the crowd that had one. And uh, I was kind of excited about that.
0: I feel like my shirt was there. This is my new favorite shirt, man. And it's actually not an all-elite shirt. It's actually Mm -hmm. a New Japan shirt. Too true. That design is specifically for his debut. And I guarantee you there's probably going to be a new T-shirt that's probably going to be up. Probably that I haven't been on pros and teas.com today. So Mm. I guarantee there's probably no That's the
1: crazy business about it is that you can tell whether or not something got over with the fan reaction and... um, you know, hey, a chant, any number of things can go over and then pow, you've got a shirt for that. I still loved when we went to Supercard uh, before uh, WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. And like within a handful of days, there was a Cody shirt of, uh, of the Young Bucks super kicking, simultaneously super kicking uh, Kenny Omega by accident. And uh, it's it had had a freeze frame of that, and at the bottom it said, "They chose me." I was like, "That I should uh, probably fork it over for that shirt, just because we were there."
0: But uh, I, I yeah, I do want to talk about the Will Osprey and Seth Rollins feud on Twitter, dude. For real, I did watch
1: a biz, a thing about. So I am I'm not a ta- I, you know we have the minefields Twitter that usually we post stuff to while we're watching. So, an event live, uh, but uh, I watched some stuff today, I think this morning while I was getting ready for work, listening to some stuff about uh, Seth Rollins pissing and moaning about the way people are reacting to things in the company.
0: Word on the street is, is that was dictated to him to put that out by that. Vince himself. Yeah, I heard that. And that makes perfect sense to me because there was one specific thing that Rollins said that really... stood out he said ambrose took his ball and went home right i don't believe that for now no not 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 in the least bit now he he didn't have the ball that's why he fucking left second off the took the ball and went home is what everyone has always said when they're talking about when uh stone cold steve austin the rattlesnake refused to put the fucking uh uh, Suplex City asshole, dickhead that doesn't actually like to wrestle, like being there, and we all hate him and he's still fucking there. Yep. Asshole, bro. bro-, 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 Liz- bro-, bro- Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, that's what they said. Like Stone Cold always says it every time he talks about it. Vince always says it, took the ball and went home. Mm-hmm. Now, it just it just I I like the fact that Seth is still playing ball. He has to. I dig that. As a locker room leader, that's a big deal. Uh and and uh a lot of people don't know this, but the real locker room leader was Reigns. Oh uh really? Seth, S- yeah, really. Now huh. but Seth is is still the man right now and I still love him, uh, but I'm not wearing his shirts right now because I don't want to get laughed at in any building right now because I feel like a dummy wearing my fucking. I even feel like a dummy wearing my fucking Kevin Owen shirts, mm. and that makes that breaks my heart. That's certain. Yeah, that's
1: painful.
0: Now, the reason I wanted to bring up this whole Twitter feud was because Osprey said, "Like, listen, little buddy, <laughs> like Osprey's taller than that dickhead, dude. Second off, he's got a hotter girlfriend. He's done better matches. He he's he was the first a uh, fucking uh, six star match." And with 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 Ricochet, which Rollins referenced like mistakenly, because obviously Vince and his buddies said you have to say this. You can't reference the guy. Yeah, you you want to do some this sort of match? We already saw it last last weekend at whatever uh, pay per view. No one watched. They broke the record for least watched fucking pay per view stomping grounds. And yeah, yeah, and he references fucking Ricochet. And Ricochet is the guy that was in the first six star match with fucking Osprey. Dude, I love Ricochet. And, oh, Amazing love him! Guy. Love him! Amazing performer. Love him. Love him. He's a great guy. <laughs> he he's supposed to be one of the nicest guys you can ever meet, and I, I sure hope that like stands it, true. Yeah. He does. He's, he's 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 got that baby face, man. And uh, you know he used to be uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard's uh, boyfriend. Right. Uh, and she still she still talks she still talks good about him. She does not bury him. She always says good things about him, which is something really important. If you know anything about talking with wrestlers, they're either talking shit and want to bury someone or they <laughs> want to put someone over. There's no fucking in between shit. And so he's referencing Ricochet who had the six first six star match. Chris Jericho, you know, Y2J my hero mm-hmm. chimes in and wants the uh, extra medium shirt and says, Hey, he's taller than you. And you know, shots are fired. and, this is just sad. This is a sad state of affairs for wrestling in, in the first place. They posted on Ringside News today about how uh, WWE is convinced that the AEW is going to get destroyed under the weight of their own uh, anticipation that whatever everyone's like, waiting for is going to just crush them. Uh, that is that is terrible. I I can't imagine that. I mean, as much as I've ri- been
1: listening to about uh, WCW and TNA and all these different older organizations and them falling apart and things like that, I just don't see them screwing up like that.
0: I I, I don't either. And yeah. I was like, I was uh, messaging my girl, and she was, well, what's the problem? I'm just like, well, I I totally imagine that fucking. Um, Daisy from TNA, that Billy Corgan, that uh, Gato from New Japan, uh, Single H from Ring of Honor are either drinking themselves to death watching this this match, that this entire awesome fucking uh, free free pay-per-view, by the way, that had more people at it than at Super Court of Honor, uh, from visual perspective, because we were there, that we had these guys, and how did it get away from us? And then uh, we're, we were talking about it and just... It came to a point where the wrestlers had to take control over, over their own affairs. And they found Tony Khan, who had the money, super hardcore wrestling mark, that is just letting him run with it. And from what I've seen from Fighter Fest so far, again, don't, no spoilers, yet. I'll finish it after mm-hmm. we record. Um, it's It's just... It was beautiful. It was poetry. And... It's just, it's just something that, it's, you know the, you know that feeling we've all been there when you, you fucked up real bad with a girlfriend, and you realize you, you fucked up. Yeah, sure, yeah. And the, and then there's like eight dudes in the world right now that like, wow, if we'd have just respected the bucks, if we'd have just uh, paid attention to Cody and, and let him have his fucking last name, if if we had just let Dustin run with Goldust instead of, like, making him super gay and then, oh, people don't like super gay, so you can't be super gay anymore and we're going to bury you. Um, or, or Gato, who's having trouble putting his own guys over, let alone the Gaijins. And then uh, Single H, who keeps putting the bucks on all the time when he knows that he should have put more Christopher Daniels. Mm, mm. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those conundrums, but it's over. And it's about to happen. In October, it's going to happen. Wednesday night dynamite.
1: Oh man, yeah. 3 nights of wrestling a week plus whatever's going on and the, the way I see, yeah, I mean it just depends on your cable provider. I mean, you can watch stuff online, but I like the aspect of like of I'm watching this on the night that it's broadcast. ROH in New Japan. I mean, I'm rarely able to catch any of that that live. What was the Kenny O and the uh Jericho match that I watched? Uh from Double or Nothing? No, no, it was way before that. It was it was a New Japan
0: match. Oh, that, that was uh, Wrestle, Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom like two years ago. Yeah, I yeah. watched
1: that live, and that was a blast.
0: Dude, I I almost cried. must I almost I I, yeah. I almost jerked off. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be funny. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. That was a monster but, That
1: was incredible.
0: But, but what a great fucking thing for Minefields people and you and I is that on Wednesdays. When we leave work after busting our ass, after getting out of our fucking mom and dad's house, and getting our comics, reading a couple, recording a bit, and then putting on Wednesday night dynamite on fucking TNT. It's going to, like, the the, the weekend is going to be fucking kaput. Who gives a shit? It's all about (laughs) Wednesday. All it's all Wednesday. about Wednesday. It's all about Wednesday. We're we're gonna do this. We're gonna do the the fucking ritual. We're gonna be on the phone like we're all on all the time. Like fucking, what books you getting? We're at the comic store. We're on the way. We're gonna get some fucking kick ass whiskey wherever you, you haven't drinking a while. But even then, just get a little drink. We get. We we grill something and then oh, dude, read a really? book or two. We record, we record, and then we, let's just do fucking simulcasts of, of of it every fucking time.
1: Dude, I mean seriously, uh, subscribers, listeners, fans, who whatever you are, uh, I'm gonna go so far as to say if you're listening to this, you're an mf'er with us, and because uh, I, I think that's fun and hilarious. But um, I love it. Uh, at the same time, I'm just gonna say if you if you like our Star Trek. Simul or not simulcasts or commentary tracks. If you like our Star Trek: The Next Generation commentary tracks, and like we're gonna, we get a lot of traction for that. Uh, If you like that, I'm starting to think that we might get to the point where we're doing not exactly live streaming, but uh, we're watching it live and seeing it happen and and talking about stuff. You know, like we'll we'll maybe have that. What what's the runtime on one of their uh, Two two hours? Two hours. That's not that. That's not that difficult for us. The key to no, it I mean, is, uh, you know, time zones. Joshua and I don't live in the same time zone, and um, yeah, I don't know what's happening with my work. So, uh, you know, it's a sidebar. I would like to say that we'd be able to uh, to pull off some some ish simulcasts, or maybe we can uh, maybe we can watch them later. Hit them. Later in the evening or something like that. It just doesn't have to be perfectly on schedule. I've just moved right. across state, and uh, it was because I
0: was offered a so job. So fucking proud of you. So so fucking proud of you, guys. Yeah, guys, y- you don't you don't know the plight Colin's gone through. You don't know how hard he's wanted this so hard to be in Tulsa to be able to pick his boy up at any fucking time that he can possibly pick him up, even for ten minutes, just to see his boy. And now he's got his apartment in Tulsa. He's kicking ass with a job he didn't think he was gonna get. And he's making the money. He's stressed, but he's happy. He's lost like ten pounds in his face. <laughs> Whatever. Bring, cr- 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 crows, Thank you. Whatever. Crows. 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 Feet are gone. His hair looks fucking perfect. I got a He's happy in his. He's hot. He's happy in his mock shirt. And the the That's point true. is, what he worked his shirt. ass off. He worked his ass off, and we're writing comics. We're kicking ass. We're doing everything we can with the podcast, and he set this forth, and he succeeded. Um, and I'm so fucking proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm not very
1: good at taking compliments, people. If forever any 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 opportunity ever presents itself to meet me in person, and you're complimentary, uh, I've got to the point where I'm just like, thank you, and I hope that, that works because it just. I'm. It's not that I'm that uncomfortable with it. It's just I never know how to appropriately say anything. So thank you is probably the most comfortable I can get with it, unless I can. Unless there's like a really personal aspect to it that makes it more. The point I'm trying to make is that I, I I took a job that allows me the opportunity to still go do a Gatorade shoot or still go do a union, uh, crew gig on a on a on a feature film set in my market or even if I can go away and the, the great the great thing about it is that uh, you know hey I can go and I can make a really good load of, a chunk of change for a, for a handful of days and then come back and and work at what, I, what definitely an appropriate plus rate uh, that's that's gonna make it make it for me and I still think the opportunity presents itself for us to be able to get away and, and go to uh, some go to some of these shows you know. God, you know, think about that. We we were, like, we're going to WrestleMania. We're talking about going to WrestleMania 36.
0: We are going to go to WrestleMania 36. We, we uh. kind of
1: have to, but, like, what's your, what's the, compared to any of the AEW PPVs, what's more compelling at this point? A rando PPV in Florida or something versus... A WrestleMania in Florida
0: in in it's, many many it's, months. It's it's the experience. It's everyone's in the town. Everyone's ready to true, yeah. fucking show up. Uh, all the all the uh, indie indie organizations show up. Have their own shows. I mean, like I mean, Joey Ryan did his uh, dick party in uh, <laughs> in in New York the day beforehand, and it, it's just gonna be fun. Uh, I'm sure shot's going to be fired. I can't wait for it to happen, but let's talk about some comic. Let's do it.
1: You're going to, you're going to take a lot of lead on this, man. I haven't picked up comics. I I, I had to, I had to read some online and, uh,
0: you've got a huge load of stuff. Uh, I've got a huge load of shit. (laughs) I've got a big, I've, I've got a guaranteed to get you pregnant load. (laughs) Oh man. Like, like you're, uh, you're, you're, Like, she's gonna get up. She's gonna get up to go to the can afterwards and be like, Well, I'm pregnant. That's that's how goddamn good the time machine is. I feel pregnant. I feel I knew I hated you. I'm gonna tell everyone in prison that I traveled back through time to kill my fucking dad. (laughs)
1: Craziness,
0: it was craziness, dude. Conan the barbarian, hands down, the best fucking comic i've read in a month Mm -hmm. talk about one and done motherfucker one and done like i've I've told you this since we met like i love the old school fantastic four when you can just pick up one comic book don't know Mm -hmm. nothing about it and enjoy the living shit about it conan the barbarian number seven Jason Aaron, writer, Mahmoud Asrar, artist, Matthew Wilson, colorist, VCs, Travis Lanham, letterer, and Asad uh, Ribic, cover artist. Uh, I have to reference an obscure movie most people haven't seen or the good people have seen. I know y'all that are listening are going to understand that Conan the Barbarian recruited an army of loyal prostitutes. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Spoil- spoilers ahead guys obviously if you know anything about minefields it's gonna be we're talking about the, the the ending and everything mm-hmm. he goes to a, he goes to a brothel he's got a big old beard he's dirty as shit they really accentuate this man did they hammer this home so he shows up at this brothel and he's like the the, the main ladies. like you like we see he's like yeah i'll take them all and at the in the morning, they're like, why are we here? He paid in gold, and he doesn't even want to fuck us. And one of the Chinese girl, like, really fishes out of him that he's on a quest to do something, obviously, because it's Conan. And one of the guys that uh, was responsible for the death of one of his loves, because, you know, Conan's got a long list of loves, except, you know, we're not talking about Valeria quality, but at least someone he paid bothered to learn the name of. He's about to go on his little pleasure cruise, and in order to infiltrate this cruise, he has to have a bunch of chicks with him, and they gussy him up, tear his beard off, make him pretty, and immediately they poison his wine, and he wakes up hanging uh, over a plank about to get dropped into a river full of alligators. His army of loyal prostitutes has deceived him. Oh. Oh, no. They drop him in the water. The guy that he's after is laughing, waiting to see the blood come from ripped up Conan in the water with the alligators and turns around. And lo and behold, he actually had an army of loyal prostitutes (laughs) and all, all of this dude's men are slaughtered in just one quick punch. The, the black chick just randomly drops a fucking sword into the goddamn water just not not even looking where Conan fell, just threw a fucking sword, and they cut the guy's dick off and stuff it him in his fucking mouth. And oh. <laughs> Conan comes out of the water and feeds him to the fucking alligators. Now, this is a pleasure ship, and the girls are like, well, there's already been a bath drawn, and they go through this tunnel of love type thing, <laughs> and And the narration was that the moans and screams were screams and moans that uh, this tunnel had never heard of. (laughs) And Conan, after pleasing six women, and they're begging him to stay and be his loyal army of prostitutes, and I'm obviously referencing dirty work, um, he's like, nah, yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I got better things to do than pussy and take all the spoils, take everything from the ship, all the riches are yours, I, you don't even have to go back to your fucking pimp, just fucking be happy, I'm I'm out of here, I didn't want any of this shit, I killed who I wanted to kill, and I did what I had to do, and then there's a fucking continuation, uh, at the end of the book, of a Coda novella, and I and that's something y'all are gonna have to go into, on your, on your own, but that one, I remember just sitting at, desk at my desk at work, just like, just like having to just stop for a second and realize that this is happening and ooh, great work, great work, great artistry, great writing and it's it's funny when you meet a person and you're like, hey, do you like Spider-Man? Yeah, I like Spider-Man. You ever met someone that likes Conan and really likes Conan?
1: Man, that's the crazy thing. I, I'm not sure that I have, and it's really impressive how good that book is. And I hear so many good things about it coming from you, uh, week after week, because you go to a you go to a uh, a comic shop and they've got a magazine sized short box or long box full of Conan magazine sized uh, magazines as it, as it is. And you're just like, who is, why are these out? And who is picking these things up? And I'm not saying I ever have. I've worked in that store. And I'm just like, what? this never moves. This stuff never moves. And I, so it always shocks me that these old titles come out. And I think that you get somebody that's got a passion for writing that character or has a really good story in mind and has a, has a, has a mind for that time period and they can roll with it, and they can blow it out and kick its ass. And I'm really, I'm really proud of Marvel for maintaining that, uh, that, uh, that property. Uh, I don't. I mean, is it is it? Tra- it's traditionally been a Marvel property. I don't think it's like the license came up and they were
0: like, "We got to do something with this. Or we're screwed on that one," right? Correct, correct, but it's one of those things that everyone always assumes is something else, because mm-hmm. out, out of Conan, you can imagine everything that Julie Bell and Boris Vallejo have ever done out of, like, heavy metal or mm-hmm. any of those, like, like barbarian-esque movies, and you, you assume that it's just kind of like a like a main genre, but this is something very specific. You can't just go and order this up at, at McDonald's. You have to fucking find a place that has the specialty order for it. And goddamn, I mean like uh, the, the savage sword. I mean like I, I keep going back and forth, which one's better. I, like, I don't care which one's better anymore. I just want more Conan. Oof. And, and, uh, when, when we interviewed Ruth before, uh, Mike Ruth from Canada mm-hmm. and cam and Cameron, um, we talked about Conan, and it's it's just such a specific thing for guys that are in the things that we like. You like Conan. You like comic books and wrestling? There's no question that you like Conan.
1: It's it's one of the
0: things you dream about. Dun, 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 It just goes through your head. Like, you just, oh, this myriad of just random things. Like, you know, crush you know, crush your enemies and, and, and uh, the riddle of steel. He's just, you just get this like, just like brainwash, just quick, just flash of like 30 different things and God bless him for it. Or God has him. Whatever you believe in Conan is alive and fucking well. Did you ever watch the
1: Conan cartoon that was on in the nineties on, uh, I think it was a Fox channel. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, dude, that was legit. My kid brother, he wasn't that much of a kid, really. He was uh, three years younger. Uh, he would get up at like, I don't know. That dude would get up at five, throw in a VHS, record ExoSquad, and then by accident record Conan, and, and he, we both loved ExoSquad. He would fall asleep, and then we would watch the episode that afternoon. Uh, and we would totally watch Conan, too, because it was a freaking great cartoon. I was amazed that there was a a, a uh, child-themed Conan cartoon that had such grown-up sensibilities, and it had a hella, like, take on history. The Sumerians versus the Barbarians, and it was all realistic. And I have always appreciated that aspect of it because in addition to that, you get the historical perspective of, like I say, legitimacy and geography and what was going on in that time in those sp- places and spaces. And it fed into some other stuff that was going on with my brother. He uh, went on to play a lot of Romance of the Three Kingdoms and learn a shit ton about ancient China. Something about that just really appeals. It's, I, it's I'm going to say, if you can find, this is a 90s cartoon. I'm going to say it was like a, the 94, 95... Season or something like that, uh, if you can find those cartoons probably worth looking for on youtube you're uh you're doing yourself a favor. What's the next book bud?
0: well uh before we get to the next book, you've got me hooked on one thing uh those old school fox cartoons. From like the mid '90s, yeah. uh, It was like Bill, Bill and Ted, and that was good. yeah, that was a good the, show. Like there was a lot of good stuff. Those those mid like I'm so sad that Saturday morning cartoons are no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, I remember getting up early to watch fucking uh, the Toxic Avenger. How the oh, hell yeah. was that a? How the hell was that a fucking Saturday morning cartoon? Or the Tick, or Conan, or uh, even like I used to wake up like fucking at six a.m. Even though I had to be at school at eight to watch Sailor Moon on a fucking Friday uh, because, like, anime was non-existent back in the day, and, you know, I'm glad everyone's spoiled now, but that just makes me so happy, and I really hope that, like, they're... I really hope they're sinking the money into printing a shitload of these so they can, like, end up in... Dollar bins that someone can just grab real quick because these are the real meat and potatoes. This this Conan shit is great, but yeah, you, I, I want to move on. I was completely surprised that my number one comic of this week was Action Comics number one thousand and twelve, written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Simon Kradonsky. Uh notorious for his work in Spawn. Oh God, was his work in Spawn was amazing. The whole thing is 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 It completely captivated me, because as I've been getting more and more back into DC, that the stories, like, you know when, like, you're reading Marvel and, like, Wolverines on eight different teams, and what happened in this thing doesn't happen to affect this thing? In DC, it does. What's going on with Leviathan in the, the pages of Batman, uh... Superman, Wonder Woman, hell, even the fucking Justice League Dark made a fucking reference to it. Um, everything is tied in matters. And it, they're wondering where the hell Lois Lane is, where the hell um, uh, Superman is. And they're focusing on this woman named Rose, who has a split personality that ends up encountering the Leviathan. And there's a new reporter, a new beat, like, real scrappy bitch that is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on not just in uh metropolis but in coast city and it's just guys i'm not going to give you a spoiler on this one but uh kradonsky did the artwork it was one of those things where you go to you're told a million times uh when you when you're in art school that the most people pay attention to any painting or work you do is maybe 8 10 seconds we're talking a full minute a visualization before you even start reading the words in the page. Kradonsky is knocking this shit out of the fucking park. And the, the dialogue is dense. and in, and, and it's one of those things where you read and like, wait a minute, like that felt like 45 minutes, but it was only like maybe 10, maybe 20 or, or, or you can flip it. And instead it, it felt like 10 minutes, but it was actually an hour. Yeah. You can flip, you can flip the script on it. Great romance between Clark and uh, Lois. I was so happy. I read it twice just to make <laughs> sure that I didn't like accidentally misread something. You know, you know when like you're really getting into something about something, and and it just like, uh, you know, I need a little bit more investigation on this. Yeah. Uh, the Weatherman, I'm really glad this is back. Uh, image Comics, uh, Weatherman, issue number one, volume two. I'm interested in why they would do that instead of continuing off of six. Uh, one of the better Image Comics come out in the last year and a half. We're talking uh, creators, uh, Jody uh, Leop and Nathan Fox, written by Jody, artist by Nathan, uh, colorist Moreno DeCinio, Letterer Steve Wands, designer Tom Miller, editor Josh Johns.
1: Josh Johns, huh?
0: Just, just read it. All right. Um, that that that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, you're gonna have to get caught up. Um, this is one of those things I've told you about for the past like maybe year and a half. Weatherman's been out for a while. Uh, just, just get caught up. I would say probably the second or third best comic out of the out of the week. The Flash number seventy three. Ooh. Ooh, this was juicy, dude. This was so juicy. Uh, in the end of the last issue, the Flash, who is it's it's beginning year one, even though it didn't start number one. Which I loved about it Is he got shot by his potential Like the apocalypse ending uh, Bringing uh, The guy named the turtle Uh And he encounters him for the first time After encountering him for the last time In the future when he accidentally ran to the future Last last issue And he encounters him on, On the turtle's first caper To rob a bank And they're plugged into the same Speed force He knows, the turtle knows it's him But it starts out where the turtle had shot him in the heart at the end of the last issue, and the Flash has to vibrate his way through his chest to take the bullet out, somehow heal himself as fast as possible while his potential new love-of-his-life girlfriend is banging the door, let me in. God damn, it was good. So many panels, thick and meaty, absolutely fucking meat and potatoes. We're not talking just... You know, a crepe and you know one egg. We're talking eight ounce steak, full ass fucking potato. Did you see And I'm ranting. Sorry, did you say this was issue seventy three? Yeah. Okay, 73. gotcha. Seventy three. Uh huh. De- detailed anatomy. I mean, yeah, I'm absolute, at it. absolute emotion captured. Someone mad that like, like. You meet that girl and you fuck up, and she's like, "Hey, you're fucking up," and you fucked up, and I'm out of here. She's like, "Hey, you fucked up," and I'm out of here. Or we can go ahead and finish this ourselves and figure out together. And then, oh, it was this extra layer of meatiness. It was. I'm getting excited, man. It's your turn. This is what you awesome. Got?
1: Yeah, I'm flipping through that flash, and it's freaking legit looking.
0: Oh, dude! This is dude, digital going artwork through...
1: all the way, though, right?
0: Oh, it's, it's all digital. I imagine that this is all done on one big panel. He scans it, inks it digitally, and then colors it digitally. Gotcha. And that's why I think it's so detailed in such small panels. And yeah. that's <laughs> great to me. It, dude, Gunther got so fucking mad at me. I was like, dude, you gotta read this, 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 and this. He's like, dude, I already took that shit off my fucking, like, pull list, like, a year ago, and now you're fucking me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well... Put it back on. Uh, sorry, man. I'm getting so excited just talking about this.
1: Oh man, let's see, I, dude. Like I say, I've been in the middle of a move. I've been, you know, starting a new job. I'm not able to get back to my local. I, I have a really great thing set up with those guys because uh, I did some in store credit with them for uh, part of my walking, part of selling my Walking Dead books some years ago, and. Um, but I haven't been able to get back into town or pick anything up. It's just been crazy. I get into town after hours. Nevertheless, I ended up being able to read. I was like, I'm going to read something online that I actually pick up. So I did get the new Doctor Strange. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Let me get to the uh, get to the credits here. I mean, <clears throat> it's Mark Wade. It's Barry Kitson. Finishes Scott Ko- Koblish. Uh, Colors Brian Reber. Letterer VCs Corey Petit. Cover artist... Jesus Saiz and uh all kinds of other folks. Jesus Jesus Um I gotta say I'm for 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 a pair of guys that pissed and bitched recently within the last like you know month or so about how often Galactus gets used this is really this is really working out Galactus has been wrenched from the, the prime 616 universe of Marvel, and uh, Doctor Strange is trying to get him back where he needs to go. And he is utilizing the power cosmic blended with magic. Galactus is a creature of science, and Doctor Strange knows that, but that doesn't mean there's nothing he can do about it, because magic works on science, and science can work on magic. It goes both ways. Uh, go back to the empirical as the villains uh, at the beginning of this this run of Doctor, or not maybe not this run, but this uh, volume of Doctor Strange. But uh, you know some heinous crap happened. Dormammu captures Galactus and is just feeding him the life of the the dark dimension or the unlife, as it were. And um, he wants to be uh, he wants Galactus to be his herald. And uh, it's kind of amazing, because ultimately, Galactus is like, no, 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 that's not how this works. And he vaporizes Dormammu. Like, I'm sure Dormammu's going to come back, you know? I, there's no getting rid of a he powerful villain. He demon. always does. There's, that's like, okay, hey, we're going to kill this character, we're going to kill that character over and over and over again, and whatever. There, It makes no sense, as good as it was, to bring back Colossus in Astonishing X-Men, even though it was a great moment. Makes no sense to kill Nightcrawler and then bring him back. But it makes sense that you could kill Dormammu and end up with another Dormammu, just like the Borg Queen. It totally makes sense. So um, what I dig here is that the ramifications of what's going on in the storyline in just... This is all I ever need to make me feel like something is worth reading. There is a three-panel in the middle of one page of the issue depicting a bearded Mr. Fantastic and an armored Tony Stark and some scroll scientists dealing with the reverberations of what's going on in this storyline. They never do that. Marvel never does that. So this, I love it. this and there and even then there is this depiction of the same types of energies that they're focusing on in each panel. It just creates contiguity. And I know that's a made-up word, but I like to say that because it's a blend con- of the con- same continuity. continuity and contiguous. Uh, something continuity. being contiguous. So we started saying contiguity at work and on one of the movies I did, and I thought it was funny and, and kept using it. So uh I mean, nobody can control Galactus, even with this power cosmic uh, uh, being what it is, and even with him dying, and but like he's absorbing all these dark energies and stuff. But what I really appreciate is that. And then Doctor Strange making a deal with Mephisto, yet another guy in a long line of people who have made deals with Mephisto, and there you go, he made a deal with the devil to release Umar and Klee... Clea? Clea? I've never known how to pronounce it. Th- I name. thought it was Clea. It could be Clea. I'll take Clea. It's like Brie Grant. I think I've said this before. Yeah. You know that actress, Brie Grant? She was on Heroes. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then she was on Fr- uh, Friday Night Lights. A lot of stuff. Early 2000s stuff. She writes, um, We Will Bury You. The aughts. Yeah. Super beautiful, attractive girl. And uh, she. um... She, uh, I can never say, I don't know if it's Bree or what, B-R-E-A, C-L-E-A. What are you going to do with that until somebody jams these characters in a movie? But um, yeah, it's fascinating seeing magic permeating into the rest of reality in this and then seeing technolog- like science tearing its way into even Mephisto's realm. And he's like, this is distasteful. I want it gone. And I'm like... It's amazing with these characters' personalities because Umar and Clea then go and make deals with Nightmare and make deals with Zolas and make deals with uh, all manner of other characters who are magically imbued, while we see Galactus holding in his hand a bunch of mindless ones who have been infected and destabilized by science. And I love how it's depicted. Because they look infected. Like, when you watch Iron Man 2 and you're seeing that, like, techno road rash, as uh, Nick Fury calls it, growing up Tony's neck, that's what it looks like. And I'm like, cool, let's right. let's retain this. When it, when it comes right down to it, this book was a lot of fun because it did callbacks to tons of old Doctor Strange stuff. And I really want to see all of these characters come together to do something about this. And uh, while... And it's awesome because Dr. Strange isn't capable of fixing it all. And they're not making him overpowered. They're giving him the runaround. He's going around trying to do what he needs to do. And he goes and he talks to uh, Eternity. Oh, get the call. He talks to Eternity and he's talking to uh, um, uh, the Living Tribunal. These are super-powered characters who are like, this is my take on it. Like they're going to say they're, I'm going to tell you what they said, which ultimately is also kind of my take on global warming. It's like, uh, yeah, so the universe is probably going to be annihilated. It's not actually, it's going to be massively altered. It's, and we're still going to be eternal and we're still going to be uh, living tribunally. It's just a different universe. Uh, Things will be different. And Doctor Strange is like, are you serious? You guys won't help us with this? This is wrecking the order, the fabric of everything. And they're like, it's just a different fabric of everything. It doesn't mean anything's gonna be that much different. And it only matters to us as mortals, you know? Like there are trillions upon quintillions of living beings in in this reality. And yet these characters are like, no, we're beyond that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's something different. So in the end, it is an it is an army of mortals that are going to come together, and it's awesome seeing this army come together. We've got the Kree Supreme Intelligence. We've got we got uh, Gladiator and the Shiar
0: Imperial Guard. Is, is, We've got especially after everyone that like like uh, rallied together to save his ass from hell. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, a year ago, that that was. God damn! So they're just up in the ants They really kind of are. You've got
1: shaman, Damian Hellstrom, Scarlet Witch, magic. Ugh, sick like of magic. Um, brother Voodoo. All of these. You've got this. This. I, I don't know his name, but uh, this. I love it when he's like, "Never has there been a greater or more crucial convocation of mystics and thaumaturgies." I was like, "That is an awesome line right there," and it's got a lot of Fifty uh, Cent words in it. So. Ultimately, I'm looking <laughs> at this. Makes me, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the next issue because the last splash page, as rudimentary as the artwork is in this, I'm not going to say I'm too thrilled by the artwork in any of this, but like this splash page depicting the Inhumans, Valkyrie, who by no means should be alive at this point because we don't know where this takes place before or after Realm of the. Kings, where are they were, yeah. the realms, whatever the hell's going on over there. Well, uh, uh,
0: it it sucks. I don't I don't pay attention.
1: Silver Surfer. I mean,
0: X Nilo, if I'm not mistaken, it's just this
1: huge. It's one splash page, packed with power. There even Kalark the Sc- Super Scroll, which still weirds me out because he's dead, uh, unless they brought him back and I didn't know. I just can't wait to read that next issue. Because I want to see a character moment from each of these guys. Uh, And there's no way you can pack it all in. You're going to have to do it in teams and sections. This is starting to feel like this should be War of the Realms or something like that. This is starting to feel like we need a cross-title promotional event of just Doctor Strange-related characters. But this goes beyond it because it adds cosmic elements that we can at least wrap our heads around outside of uh, it just being like, okay, where's the Novas? Where's Quasar? Where's all of these guys that should be coming along to fight and do stuff? But anyway,
0: this is going to be – I'm looking for it. It's going to be badass. I'm excited. Dude, it sounds great, especially because, like, it's really keeping that beef up that – Dr. Strange has had, like, we haven't had or read a bad Dr. Strange episode issue in, like, three years.
1: I really don't, I think you're right, you know? I mean, you can go back to The Damned
0: or whatever, you know, that, that, it was, it was, was, it was cool, before, pretty, yeah. it was before then, it was before then, you and I were calling each other, like, just got the new issue, walking out, gonna read it in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, just got a haircut, comic store's next door, got Dr. Strange, <laughs> this is fucking rad. Uh, yeah, um,
1: uh, God damn! That book is gangbusters, guys. If you're not reading Doctor Strange, hey, I don't. I I understand you got to make your choices, but you know, pick it up every every or wait for the trade. It's totally worth it. I think it's totally worth it. This one is a little heady, but uh, I think this is really going someplace. And if you can just make something feel impactful and lasting, it's that much more badass. And here it is again, Doctor Strange. Lead, you know, not wanting to be a leader, but running a team, and it's like we don't have you know, hey, yeah, this is who we are, this is what we do. This isn't the Avengers, this isn't the X Men,
0: but whatever. Yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man 24. We got it. It was Spider Man, Spider Man number 24. Amazing Spider Man, Nick Spencer, writer, Ryan Ollie penciler, Mark Morales, and Cliff Rathburn, inkers, Nathan Fairbairn. Fair Col- Baron. Bear Baron? Bear, 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 Bear. Colors VCs, Co- VCs Joe Karamanga. We gotta get that guy on the phone. We really do. And and this issue was setting up something big. We just. I know you had problems with Craven. I really it's, enjoyed the last thing. It was alright. Because I like arcade. It was alright, but it was. Well, in, in your opinion, it was alright. I think it was great. It wasn't as good as Superior Spider-Man, which is one of the things that they have not been able to top in the past uh, eight years? Seven? Or maybe six. Regardless, they have been... Yeah, they've been hinting at this new baddie that is centipede-esque, and Parker is trying to enjoy some time with Mary Jane, and they're setting up the death for Mary Jane, and they finally... Name the centipede guy. His name, for all you, Magic the Gathering, <laughs> Vampire, D and D. His name is Kindred. Kindred. His name is Kindred. Now, okay. Uh, like the whole, the whole point of the issue was to introduce his name. And Mysterio going crazy, completely batshit crazy in therapy. Yeah. Um that's pretty much all there is to it on that one, but but they're setting up a death of Mary Jane on this one, or at least a close to goddamn to it. If they
1: build uh, up to that like a like an eight-month wrestling storyline, and
0: they they have, there's man. better
1: there better be a hella payoff. Like that should be if you're gonna build up to the death of Mary Jane. that's or, rough
0: or the, man i mean or the life of her living or i i, I don't know whatever whatever they're doing they have really scared the socks off of me about this guy for about two years now really building this guy up and i remember we slaved over it like like eight months ago like what the fuck was this guy's name i uh, we were trying to look his name oh yeah, yeah we couldn't, couldn't come up with kid? it uh-huh yeah but, and no, his name's Kindred, and that's definitely a witch Norse. Uh, that's a that's a pagan name. And whatever you want to take from it, that's fine. Uh, I want to get into spawn now because okay. we're getting to Road to Three Hundred, uh, Spawn Number Two Ninety Eight, written by Scott, uh, well, script and plot, plot Todd McFarlane. art by Jason Sean Alexander. Lettering by Tom Orzowski, colors by FCO Placencia. Todd did the cover, and this was this this comic probably took me twenty minutes to read through because it was so dense in the actual wording and the narrative, and they're building up to what's gonna happen when. Well, how am gonna put this? Back when Spawn first came out. You never thought that everyone was going to find out that Al... Like, the entire world was going to find out that Al Simmons is still alive. Mm. That, you know, CIA guy took a shot for the president. He died. Chapel killed him, or maybe he didn't. Some other guy did, and uh, Wanda's dead. But Spawn revealed himself as Al Simmons and has... Under his employee, he's even though he's not paying the guy, a reporter they are covertly transmitting anonymously uh, I'm I'm referring to the Guy Fox mask, not Oh, okay. Not. Yeah. To different news sources that I am Al Simmons and the the government's lying to you, and this is all tied into finances and these CEOs have mysteriously disappeared. Todd has been paying attention to everything in the news and he is sending spawn after them. That is what is happening right now is if he had this superhero in his pocket and found out that the CEOs that are getting million dollar fucking uh, paybacks or or bonuses after they fired 600,000 people, this is his revenge but at the same time, though, he's tying heaven and hell into this, and Cagliostro Redeemer. This is straight up murders, and it's 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 ugly and it's gross and and but not like in a I don't want to read it anymore way. It's <laughs> it's, it's 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 in the way that like yeah, I wanted to see this happen to these type of assholes, and he's tying it up to three hundred. Uh, the only thing I can speculate is they haven't really touched on the fact that Malboja has, who's supposedly been dead since 100, who we all know has been back since 185 or 186. Um, Actually, a little bit later than that. um, He's in The Freak. And um, he's been influencing things, and I don't know what they're going to do, but it has to do with Malbogia. And they're going to tie a lot of good things in that, or if you're into in reading the news, I, I think Todd's trying to make you happy there. Obviously, they're going to have 18,000 different variant covers.
1: And, oh, man. Yeah. Let's 90s it up.
0: Yeah, let's 90s it up. It extreme glow in the dark chromium. <laughs> you got to get up at 3 p.m. on this day and go to the secret location to get <laughs> this <laughs> variant cover. Uh, yeah, it fuck it. it come with a uh, CD. Is that what you're pulling out? <laughs> oh, as long as... It, if it's an AOL CD, I need that code. <laughs> God, we just dated the shit out of each other. <laughs> uh, not the first time. Not the first time. Let's see. Spawn, Kick-Ass was... Lame kick ass is still not doing that great. Kick ass is not kicking ass, and I feel like an asshole, like, <laughs> dude. Uh, dude, I feel like such a dummy because, like, uh, Annie got sick the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, I texted her, Annie, are you okay?
1: Her, Annie.
0: <laughs> yeah, are you okay, and Annie? then I did it. Oh, yeah, man. I, 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 that are, is you so okay choice. That's so choice, then, <laughs> and then I, I couldn't help myself, and then I just Went off. Did she get oh, it? She didn't even comment. I was like, obviously, I'm oh, the eight bad. millionth asshole so do it. She, yeah, she didn't. and you okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. If uh, anybody uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry. You're totally lame. You need to, uh, you need to get yourself <laughs> some. <sighs> just, just listen to everything Michael Jackson ever did. That's your penance. You'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, go. Go buy a VCR, an old-ass oh, TV that'll man. still hook up to
1: a VCR. And
0: dude, get yourself a Sega, old- what was it,
1: a Sega Genesis, and play the video game. That video oh, game dude. was bad ass. Oh, Moonwalker rules. Dude, dude. Oh, multiple dude. M- different colored, and I'm not talking about skin, Michael Jackson's in the Moonwalker video outfit, moonwalking their way across the screen leveling up and then going wow! and like shooting out a blast to take out all the villains on screen bitching to the
0: max okay? dude that was that was one of the original Genesis games if you guys like know what we're talking about when you bought an original Genesis game it had the original graphic like Sonic like like you know giving you the what's up oh, but, those like are behind right. it mm-hmm. was the all black and it had the gray grid like you're looking at like graphing paper yeah and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was one of the originals. Now, are you I'm getting ready so to play like, it? What are you
1: gearing up for? N-
0: no, uh, fucking the uh, free game when you're when you've got uh, PlayStation Plus this month was Sonic Mania. Oh, that's and, awesome! Oh, oh, dude, it 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 drops you into game. the first level of Sonic with Tails, who was not there in in the first the first level uh-huh. or the first fucking game. And you can still do the supersonic spin-up. You can still have him catch... It's as if you've got all the same abilities, and, you're, and then you're, like, in the same dream reliving everything. And the levels are, like, probably 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes longer, way beefier. Ooh. And every time you go through a secret, like, uh, when, when you go through the checkpoint thing, and little, little sparks appear, and you jump up, and you, you know, try to win a KS Emerald you don't know where you're going to end up. Hmm. You might end up in one of the secret levels from Sonic 4 or Sonic 2, and then it'll drop you right back in that. And the third level is the fucking last level of the fucking Sonic number 2, which was a pain in the goddamn ass. I've been playing it for a week and a half, and I still can't fucking beat it. The flying fucking Battery Fortress. I can't fucking beat it. Hey, let me ask you something
1: about that kind of stuff, because I played this shit out of original, like, original console NES Star Wars, and then I remember playing Super Return of the Jedi, and, like, I could not get out of the Death Star, and then I could not defeat the Trench Run. And then when I played Super Return of the Jedi, I could not destroy the Death Star uh, and survive it, flying the Millennium Falcon through the superstructure. And it's like,
0: did, did when you... The only way to beat those, the only way to beat those, and I never was able to do that. My buddy had those games, and I watched him try. The only way to beat those is if you bought the GamePro magazines or oh, Nintendo, wait. Nintendo Power.
1: I'm not saying I never did it. I'm just saying after I, it took me like 300 attempts, and then after I did it once, I did it every time. Without fail. I've never failed again. I think there's something in those old games. No. You not, don't think so? Not Some kind same. of, like, algorithm.
0: No, no, no. I know there's an algorithm, but not... I, I get what you're saying, what you're getting to on this one. This one is too hard. Mm. They made it They made it hard for people that could, like like me, that played Sonic 1, like, and beat it in 20 minutes or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, man. You can, they made it hard for you, and they gave you all the extra stuff they gave you from, like, 2, 3, you can play Knuckles, um makes it harder and and they they make it to the point where it's maddening like i know there's something here and it's not <laughs> there like i like like the, the, there will be points where, where where you know if you went through this there's a secret wall here and it won't be there oh be man it'll and 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 they speci- i know they specifically removed it to make me pissed off and then find a different secret wall and, and then go through a giant ring that will take me to the... I'm, I'm, I'm playing Sonic... It's like the Flying Battery Zone. The last zone in fucking Sonic 2. And I go through a giant ring and I'm playing one of the secret zones from fucking Sonic 1. And and, and then I accidentally have a Chaos Emerald and it, 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 just, it just fucks like me. It's like Netflix just, Interactive Bandersnatch. Oh, Dude. <laughs> Dude, totally, and it's so much goddamn fun, and it's so beefy, and and they also <coughs> beefed up Sonic. There are times, like, uh, for y'all that play video games, if you play, like, Sonic on P- PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3 <coughs> or 4, Sonic is too fast to keep up with. They make it too hard for you to, like, even follow him with your eye sometimes, and they did that with the original goddamn fucking game, and it's, it, it, all you gotta do is just, if you've got a PlayStation 4... If you got the subscription for uh, PlayStation Plus, you get a free game uh, once a month. That's And awesome. it was just... I, I can't stop fucking playing it.
1: I can't, <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I, man, I can't remember the last time I got to sit down and play any video games. Um, it was earlier this year, for sure. We, we got way off track. Anybody care Who about cares? this it's Sonic movie uh, that's coming out? Or what the hell? I've, a lot, I've seen more people bitching about the Sonic trailer and how bad the animation looks Then I have heard anything else about it.
0: I don't know why they made a Sonic movie that was like real life. Uh, I mean, it's cool that Jim Carrey, the only thing I thought was cool was they stopped calling him, uh, Dr. Eggman because that was like a thing that happened in the late nineties and he was no longer Dr. Robotnik. And, <laughs> uh, it just pissed me off. He was Eggman. He was this big egg guy. And they've got Jim Carrey. He looked funny playing it. I do got to tell you, though, I do know the origin of Dr. Robotnik. And I can guarantee almost all of our listeners or anyone that knows anything about Sonic, even if they've read a mil- or, or read all the comics or um, played every single game and can beat it in 20 minutes... The origin of Doctor Robotnik and the origin of Sonic came out in a in a digest called Disney Adventures in like I want to say 1993. Mm. It was a dig- It was like a, the Reader's Digest for kids and Disney made it. And um, they had a uh, it was like the third issue I got. I was in fourth grade in Miss Henderson's class. The whole room felt like smelled like formaldehyde because there was all those dead animals in fucking jars. It was fucking weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. I'm reading this in class and it's Sonic wasn't blue originally He looked like a hedgehog He was brown, he had a million spikes And he accidentally burrowed into a uh, Dr. Robotnik's uh, lab underground laboratory And he was a white guy with like the hair that sticks out in the sides and bald on top And he's got that little fluff And yeah. he's really skinny and then the lab coat And he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Sonic Sorry, I accidentally burrowed in here and his Sonic tennis shoes were all fucked up because he was always trying, you know, he was always breaking the, you know,
1: mm, sonic mm-hmm. barrier.
0: And, and Robotnik was like, hey, I, maybe I can make you something. He made him the red shoes and that, that Sonic wears. And he, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm actually a, a, a good scientist that is trying to capture and enslave all of the evil feelings on this planet into these seven chaos emeralds and he had all these emeralds in this like containment unit and uh as as sonic looked at it these rings were coming into the into the containment unit the rings were the actual evil like personified and he was th- coming into the rings and well great glad you're doing that doc and he's like we'll see how fast you can go and he puts them on a treadmill the clock in, and Sonic breaks the sonic barrier, and the treadmill explodes, and the the explosion, uh, you know, just dominoes and explodes the uh, Chaos Emerald containment unit, and shocks Dr. Dr. Robotnik with all the evil in the entire world, and he, he comes from this, he was like a six foot tall like a, you know, white guy in a lab coat, and then he I'm Doctor Robotnik, little fat Eggman guy. And if you want to know more, get your parents to buy you a Sega Genesis. <laughs> well, there was a Sonic
1: comic I remember way back. Did you ever Archie? Pick that up? Archie, Archie books. Archie.
0: Yeah. I, I had the first fifty. I I, the, I I was addicted to them. No kidding. Yeah. I, I oh okay. I loved them. I still have them. Mm. I still have them. Antoine and like every oh, Tales. Oh, I loved them. Uh, they were all Archie comics. They're great. Wow! All right,
1: man. Yeah, the only the video game back then. I mean, Castlevania was where it was at for me. I love Castlevania; it fit my theme as a person. Castlevania Two. I have this feeling like I've told this story before. I don't know if I have, but uh, Uh, to me, but none are listening. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, to all of our MFers out there, uh, Sterling Gates. Rack your memory, think about who that might be. He and I were working at uh, Speeding Bullet Comics in Norman. And uh, there's one day we were, I think he was talking about Sonic and like how fast he was able to beat Sonic. And I said, yeah, I beat, um, uh, I just got a wild hair one day. And I hate that phrase, but it's true. I got a wild hair. And I was like, I'm going to play Castlevania this afternoon and I beat it in, f- or Castlevania to Simon's quest. I beat it in four hours. And he was like, that's impossible. That's just impossible. He would not take my word for it. And I was like, dude, let's get a pair of TVs and a pair of control decks and sit down and we'll just play it side by side and see how fast we can pull that off. And he was totally down. I was so disappointed. It did not happen. And, um, uh yeah, that's my record. I just whipped it out one Sunday evening and I you know I wish I I wish I'd uh I wish I'd recorded it. It would have been a lot of fun. But then I've got online in the last couple of years just been like, I'm gonna check this out because I know there's playthroughs on YouTube and this uh right. there was a dude that totally did it. I've watched games. I never it's so weird to think that I've done this, but I have watched other people playing video games for like two, two and a half hours that I never got to play or or never got to complete because I never had a copy of Zelda or I never had a copy of, I don't know, Afterburner or some shit like that. DuckTales, for crying out loud. DuckTales was good. Uh,
0: Oh, I had had DuckTales for a Super Nintendo. Ah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, I, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, man, there was a lot of good stuff like that. Anyway,
0: yeah, man. Uh, I want to I focus on the last comic I want to talk about this week, which was the second best comic that came out on Wednesday. It was Justice League Dark number 12. Ooh. Now, I was a little hesitant to pick it up because John Constantine was not on the cover. We're talking the end of a storyline that I got dropped into when Wonder Woman decides that she's going to reveal to the rest of the Justice League underneath they're the justice hall that they have a catacombs with nothing but mystic magical relics that they can't even let most anyone know that they have. And she decides she wants to become the leader of the justice league dark to take over all of the mystical realms of uh, violence that they have to fight. And Batman takes her aside and says, this is a bad idea. And they go into the idea of magic and Batman's like, you don't understand like these rules that these magicians make. It's like, and and I'm paraphrasing here. It's, it's like you ever played tag with a bunch of assholes that keep changing the fucking rules while you're playing. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it's like to fucking battle these guys, but no one has ever really gone toe to toe with them. And if we really go toe to toe and one of them steps up, we've got a problem. And if this happens, what are you going to do? Are you powerful enough to fucking stop this or, 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 to, or to wrangle them? And she says, no, I'm not, but I can try. And then it drops you into the battle where uh, uh, Dr. Fate has been resurrected. Like, his, his mask is melting, and they're making the rules up as they go. They're resurrecting people back and forth. The action in this was toe-to-toe. I mean oh, this was such a juicy fucking watermelon. Oh, dude, just every bite was just perfect, every panel. And and then you, you'd go from one panel to another and then go back and make sure you read the last one mm. the way you were perfectly and to make sure you didn't miss anything. And they shut that shit down. They resurrect people left and right. Dead Man, uh, well, I'm getting confused because that was uh, Batman Damned, and then I don't want to talk about that one because that was just kind of alluded. But uh, we're talking Wonder Woman takes over the Justice League Dark Z- Zatanna, uh, Madame Xanadu, uh, a monkey that has a sword that can break magic as it's happening. Ooh, that's cool! And, Oh, it was super cool. Uh, the artwork was phenomenal. I, I, I got to make sure we give credit where credit's due. James uh, Tinian, the the fourth, the writer. Mm-hmm. Alvaro Martinez Bueno pencils. Raúl Fernandez inks. Brand Anderson colors. Rob Lee uh, letters. Martinez Bueno Fernandez Anderson cover. Oh, same guy. Martinez Bueno. Oh, dude. Oh, Martinez Bueno. Cool. Dude, it was. It, I read through a ton of shit this week. Um, I want to talk the, about the beauty, but the beauty's wrapping up, and we're going to have to long box that one. Uh, that one was phenomenal. Um, what else did I read? Scooby-Doo Apocalypse? Holy shit. <laughs> Scooby-Doo Apocalypse from last week was great Fantastic Four was one of those kind of throwaway ones mm. uh, there's there's a new baddie which is this like she's in the uh, microverse and she's just basically a fat chick that wants to make things bigger <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that's stupid
0: Thanos number three watching watching Gamora grow up is interesting that is an interesting
1: yeah man uh, I'm glad this is a sixer though you know
0: yeah but at the same time though have we ever read an actual Thanos comic book that sucked
1: I don't think it was, like, so it's impressive it was, that you could that, that the various writers who've had something to do with it have maintained a consistent level of quality
0: on Thanos for all these years good goddamn point man I remember one of the first ones I picked up was when like he was remembering uh he was remembering being born. Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Was that like 8 years ago? God damn. Uh um, it could have been. Yeah. The first one that indicated that death as a female personification had been floating around for a long time. And then he went around and had all those children cuz he was a pirate. And then uh, he had to go around and all kill all of his children. <laughs> Terrifying. That's- like It makes sense that he would choose Gamora, or you know, for whatever reason, because
0: he'd have to have killed any of his actual children. Well, the only reason he kept her around was because she could see death too. If she, you did, know what, he would off. He'd off her. Yeah. Let me. Let's go back to that issue. But did what, she what really see death? Because I oh. s- feel like. Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. She has consistently seen death even when death wasn't about to happen okay and that that has continuously grown but who thought like i mean come on we're, we're talking 80s here man mm-hmm. like that they that he's in love with death and then they they take that idea and just run with it i mean there's some good oh, things that they've taken and ran with they it.
1: turned it on its head and maintained it's amazing you know they flipped it when you go back and look at the Thanos quest and uh um the silver surfer issues pertaining to so, all of oh, that so, you know i love it in the early I'm 90s so for a new that silver stuff server. like so good so good
0: uh where where would we take thanos if if we were hired right now I, Obviously, Gamoro's going to grow up and join the Guardians of the Galaxy, so hmm. there's a spoiler right there. Where would we take that out?
1: It'd be really impressive to see him utilizing each of the gems in one way or another. Like... All right. I mean, I still don't feel like... I feel like the most recent... What was it? Endgame. I feel like Endgame answered... A burning desire for me to have Kang the Conqueror, you you know, going back through time and Back to the Future two, everything, or Back to right. the Future three, or whichever one it was, and uh, two but, for that matter, and and like, I would really like to see Thanos not instantly knowing and understanding everything about the cosmic powers that he was accumulating with the stones. Like, maybe it should have taken him an idiotic number of years to learn and master controlling and utilizing those gems one after the other. And then revert himself back to a stage where he's like, I know I'm I'm all time and space simultaneously while I maintain this omnipotence and like what crazy story you could do six six parters about him mastering each stone dealing I, with something there you go Marvel there you go anybody there you go us whatever there's that's that's that is a shit ton uh, that's like. That's a couple Colin of years ago.
0: Michael. Colin and Joshua Michael doing a solid 12 issue series, one a month. However, I wanna add a little bit of extra crispy and spice, you know, that that little bit of uh, dried ramen on the on the wet ramen to give it that little extra crunch. Uh, I wanna argue as we're dude, this is a genius idea just pull it out of nowhere. While he, while he goes like it, it and not even just him mastering the stones, but if if he explores the world inside of each stone. Yeah, totally. As people realize that he's probably the most human character in the entirety of Marvel. It's turning into that. While where he explores his emotions I'm not, I'm not not going on a left wing thing here where he's the most human guy, even though he's from fucking Titan from Saturn. Um, they explore human emotion more from him than they do from anyone else. Yeah. You can say that Tony Stark is a drunk and you can relate to that or Spidey is trying to hide his secret and, and always trying to keep people alive. But Thanos has no reason and no barriers. He does whatever he wants. When he wants, just like every human you know. But he has, and, but
1: and he has
0: a personal a overarched
1: or, or overriding character arc that uh, that uh, correct that
0: persists. yeah correct correct. I mean, like, do how we all have that? N- we all do, man. How many people have you bend over backwards for that didn't really love you like death, but you're still pursue. And and something an endless uh futility. And that's what Thanos really keeps going after. I mean, like, yeah, you can make some bullshit argument, yeah, at the end of has gone, he takes off and he, he gets blown up. Okay, big deal, and then he's a farmer. Uh, but why would that be a big deal? Cause he had peace, god damn it.
1: That's what we all want. I think that's the beauty of it, is that most people if you've ever played a strategy game to like ultimate win, like how many times have I played Starcraft and I've defeated the enemy so handily that they can't rebuild. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go over here and like make my fortress amazing. Cause I really appreciate how much effort I put into it. And then you come back and you, or you keep a, keep a creature over it. That's invisible. You could keep an eye on them and, the AI is just like, we can't come back from this, and it just stops. Right. And then you right. just, you probably right. have to go in and kill that last guy and stop the game. Because that's, uh, like, Thanos would just be fine with that. No problem. You know, how, you, I mean, you kill half the universe, and then it's going to be imbalanced in no time. It's like Stephen King's The Stand.
0: One of my favorite oh, one of my favorite oh.
1: chapters in that book was a a series of vignettes. After the pandemic killed what 98% of humanity or whatever it was, there was another pandemic of people dying because basic human services were no longer existence, in existence. Or there was a little girl whose parents died and she didn't have the capability to survive and she ultimately accidentally died uh, and she was sad and alone. That one always stuck to me, you know? Uh, or there was a, a drug dealer who, or a drug, he was a drug dealer and an addict and he survived because he was given this gift of being immune to the contagion and then he shot up to death, you know? Just stupid, or guy right. dies from, from, uh, a septic issue because he gets in a car wreck. Uh, You know, it's that kind of stuff. So the universe is no longer imbalanced. You killed half the total population of the universe. How long is it balanced? About a second before a mayfly is born or dies. I love that. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. Ultimately, Thanos accomplished his goal and could walk away from it. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't have to change anything.
0: Is he really a bad guy?
1: He's still a bad guy. Because ultimately, look at... I'll say I dig the guts that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has to carry on like it's doing with Tony Stark being dead and Captain America being gone and Peter Parker and Ned showing up at this next movie going... Uh, I guess we're still in high school and the, uh, the, uh, the half of the seniors and juniors. And so we're in high school with a bunch of kids that we didn't even know before, like the guts to carry on from that moment and not just star Trek it. And it's like, it never happened. You know, they do that all the time in Trek.
0: And how, how, how do you feel that they've revealed in the commercials that Mary Jane knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I don't care. They
1: already blew that on May and whatever. I mean, how many fucking people know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in the Marvel cinematic universe? Everybody, anybody. Awesome. It just doesn't make any difference.
0: And us awesome, and Mephisto.
1: Yeah. And I am just like, okay, so I don't know. I don't even know where they're going with this. It's so completely different. There's no, there's no place where they can piss me off with what they're doing with Spider-Man because it's so completely off the wall and that's not even a pun. So what I'm getting at is like the guts to say Thanos would just walk away and it's like, yeah, even if the universe was was balanced, I accomplished my goal. I made it possible for you to take what was there and find comfort from it or not. Now... You're a, la- you're a landscape of walking wounded, but the wounded. you'll survive, or you won't. Somehow, it's very Tyler Durden. This is not how we're supposed to live. You know what I mean? Tyler Durden being, you know, Fight Club, for those of us who haven't been uh, listening to our Fight Club I am- comic
0: commentaries. I, am- I imagine people spreading... Dead carcasses over empty freeway lanes. Exactly, you know, living off the land.
1: The problem with that is that it's the same issue. You 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 kill off half the population, and you didn't kill off half of the doctors. You killed off a percentage of them, and if for whatever reason ninety two percent of the doctors in the world happen to be killed off. Then you've killed off most of a population because you're not going to have a whole new population of fresh, you know, residents overnight be able to take care of business and take care of this guy's appendix burst. The same business like that even happened in the stand. Stu Redman had to perform an appendectomy and he failed because he's not a goddamn doctor, you know, and uh, and so someone who survives dies. This is this is the con these are the consequences. The, the, the balance is an imbalance no matter what you do. And somehow or another I guess I can appreciate the guts of sticking it out, you know, and not wiping it away. They didn't year of hell at Star Trek Voyager. We've got Picard coming. Oh yeah. I I until I know more about <laughs> that I just I'm like okay, hey, it's coming. I'm not
0: just—I'll
1: be excited tell about us, it when I can
0: get there. Tell us who the showrunner is.
1: Oh, Michael Shaven, You asked about that, Michael Shaven. I have been reading Michael Shaven books f- since the early 2000s. Uh, my favorite book that he wrote—that ha- it's pretty much how I was introduced to him, I think—was the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. However, he wrote um, Wonder Boys. If I'm not mistaken, which was turned into a movie starring Robert Downey Jr., but more to the point, Michael uh, Michael Douglas, um, and featuring Tobey Maguire in his, in a I think I'm going to say a pre-Spider-Man role, and uh, what, Frances McDormand, who I don't know why they keep throwing her in everything. Um <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, Wonder Boys is kind of a a story about things happening in Philadelphia because people like to write about their hometowns. And uh, uh, it's about a a writer. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into what Wonder Boys is about. The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay is where it's fucking at. Okay? That is a book for comics enthusiasts. And it is a story about... uh, a, a young man named Joe Cavalier, who is living in Nazi-occupied Prague, Czechoslovakia, uh preceding actual World War II. And don't get me started on the actual historical accuracy of everything, but he learns, he's fascinated with magic, and he learns to be a a uh, a magician and escape artist. And He is—his family of Jew—Jewish family spends its entire fortune finding a way to whisk him away to safety, to get him to America. And he is sent the long way around through the Soviet Union, Imperial Japan—
0: This is incredible. —across
1: the Pacific to San Francisco, and then across the entire United States— thus finally landing in his cousin's bedroom in Brooklyn or something, New York. Uh, And that's the first fucking chapter. I
0: love it. And the rest of the
1: book centers on his anger at himself and Nazis um, uh, during World War II while he's stationed in Antarctica. Uh, he falls in love with a girl named Rose, who is related to um, Pablo Picasso. Uh, nice. he, he makes best friends with his cousin, um, I can't remember his first name, but Clay. So it's Cavalier and Clay. Clay is an opportunistic entrepreneur working for a whoopee cushion, like a gags, like toys and <laughs> gags. Like, go back and look at any silver age, golden age comic. The opportunity was not there for you to buy a comic. It was to sell you. X-ray specs. You gag gifts. Gag toys like that. Yeah. Uh, the Atlas body. Whatever. And um, X-ray specs. Totally X-ray specs. Because you got to see those girls in bikini. And uh, and then he's like, I want to create this character, the escapist. And it turns out that Clay, that Cavalier actually is a pretty damn good sketch artist and they get together they go into business they invent a a character called the escapist which you may have seen in comic books throughout the uh mid-2000s and the early 2000 aughts um go back go to your comic book store and look for that and pick up one issue of it and see what it's like but this novel is where it's at get it on audible check it out it is an amazing story and it has cameo after cameo of a, of good, our good man, Stanley Lieber, um, Stan Lee for all of us uh, who, who are playing the home version. And uh, correct. God, what else? Jim Starenko is a big part of this. Um, I mean, just, you know, King Kirby, all of it. These guys are all, these guys all show up in there at one point or another this book is astonishing. He also Michael Chabon also wrote a book called, uh, um, the Yiddish Policemen's Association, that I really like. And he's got another one that I picked up and I haven't got to read yet. It's on my bookshelf back at my mom's house uh, that I got to grab and get into. And I think it's like called uh, called like how to how to how to grow up and be a man or something like that. The guy has an interesting. Capability to explore. You're talking grown-ups. about
0: uh, the way of the superior man.
1: No, no, no. That's a different book. That's a different book. The way of the superior man is a uh, personal growth book that I really admire. Um, I love it.
0: Love it. Listen that, to that it. Changed my life
1: two times and a half on Audible lately. Found a copy of it new the other day. Haven't had a second to even start like highlighting my passages in that. That's going to be another. Uh, that's gonna be another thing I carry with me everywhere. Like "Save the Cat" by Blake Snyder, but um, yeah, I mean, Michael Shaven a powerful, motivated writer. He had writing credits on Spider-Man
0: Two with Tobey Maguire. Um, I thought he I thought he wrote the screenplay. I thought, that's I what I I'm th- talking he, about. I thought he was I thought he was the one that cleaned it up and wrote the full on screenplay. Let Let me
1: double check that because. Uh, because
0: okay, there's, like, four other guys oh. that, like, did the story, but I, I think I think he's credited for full-on screenplay. That's the thing. Like, when you look
1: at those credits, watch any TV show and watch any movie and look at those credits, and it says, you know, story by this person, written by, right. or screenplay by, or teleplay, or something like that. That's what I'm talking... There's a big difference. Who had the idea? Who did the work? Because the work and the money is in the actual writing. But you'll have something that's been in... Something that's been in development hell for years, and how many contributors are there? You know, you might have five or six different people, this, like, litany of people who all contributed something to it and got a writing credit for it, and they got some kind of a check. But when it really comes down to it... The, the person who did the writing is the one I mean the person who got it polished so michael shaven made spider-man 2 pretty much what it is outside of of, uh, of Good Man Raimi. um yeah so I mean the guy the guy has been uh, the guy's been writing stuff for quite a while he's got some killer stuff and um I gotta say if you wanna if you want to if we're going to explore some major character study with, Patrick, with with Patrick Stewart reprising his role as Captain Picard,
0: we're going to have This is going to uh, be something good. we're, we're going to have oodles to talk about because when have they ever shown a Starship Enterprise captain dealing with his mistakes? I don't and, think we're going to see
1: him dealing with his mistakes as much as no, we're going to no, see Starfleet has, dealing with a mistake that he's, no, he's bringing to light.
0: It has to be because that's like it's not going to be something where he's like just going to pick up and like I'm going to be a captain again. No, he no, he's at large. I think he's at large. No, remember the 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 preview? Like, why did you leave Starfleet? And then and then I just shit my fucking pants. And, like, why would the one guy that was so dedicated leave? And second off, they show him back at the farm, um, uh, the vineyard, vineyard, at the vineyard. He's going to have to deal with his mistakes. They have never shown, from what I understand, someone dealing with their mistakes after the fact, after the reverberations have really gone through. And we're talking not just after a war or after a battle. You did this, and now you have to deal with it, and now you're back. And here you are, and you're not the rock star that everyone thinks you are. It's interesting.
1: I want to talk about that content, or that concept, when it comes to
0: Patrick Stewart.
1: Or not Patrick Stewart, but uh, Captain Picard.
0: Especially after Logan, because they can't not in- integrate what they did with Logan with professor X dealing with, you know, his mind going crazy and all the mistakes he's made trying to wrangle Logan being completely batshit crazy. Uh, there's some, there's going to be some shit that's going to go down that we have never experienced.
1: Oh, I, I guarantee that my, my, my feeling is that, Without you, you not having seen all of Next Generation or and not all of the movies, the the TNG themed movies, there are so many places where Starfleet has let Captain Picard down, and I think what's going to happen is that
0: Starfleet always lets them down.
1: I mean, you've got some admiral every, you got two or three admirals per season who are showing, showing up, up. And dicking things up, or have some kind of personal agenda and you know that's what i love about star trek generations is captain kirk telling captain picard you know don't let them take you off the bridge cuz while you're on while you're on that ship while you're on that bridge you can you can make a
0: difference you
1: matter don't let them promote you don't let them transfer you
0: which is why uh uh god i'm spacing uh season 5 that we've been reading is showing those sort of decisions, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They knew that they were going to take it that direction. Uh, Star Trek is a, a is a is a fickle. Um, it's a fickle thing, man. When you're when you're watching Star Trek, you're watching a bunch of producers trying to make a show that is going to last as long as they feel comfortable with it. Uh, hopefully, seven years, usually, and. Everybody's got a take. Everybody's got a concept, a perspective, a direction. Yeah, Next Generation lasted seven years. So they said, that's no, it. I'm That'll be a, what DS9, that hmm. we're going to do DS9. And then they way overdid it on Voyager. They way underperformed on Enterprise. They were they, When Manny Koto took over that series, Enterprise was. Season three was an incredible thing. And then season four was like, this is good this is going to be good give me three more seasons of this you could see it you could see the next generation on the or no, I'm sorry you could see the original series on the horizon of enterprise by by the middle of season th- season 4 and it was just like this just go there just go there give us the romulan war let's let's see it it was a road map and then they uh you know the ratings had taken their hit. And UPN, UPN pulled the carpet out or the rug out from under them. And also, I think Rick Berman and Brandon Branga had uh, they they fucked up too many times. They 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 had shown us the same story over and over and over and over again. It's what's happening with WWE. People have power and they want to hold on to their power, and they'll keep feeding you the same meal until somebody says we got to do something different. And
0: the uh... I, re- I really was thinking of that the other day at work mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine Vince is like, "Well, a going on what's going on oh, oh ban Chris Jericho fuck that guy because uh, he promised he would never work for any American company other than me and 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 erase him and you can't call it the code breaker anymore and uh, let the meat cake
1: yeah yeah, it totally is. It just—I mean—I think what we're going to see with uh, with this Picard series is this. I—I uh, think that you see Star Trek Nemesis.
0: I want redemption, man. I want. Well, I'm sure it'll be there. Well, oh, of course. But I'm sorry, I'm frustrating you. Um, I—I—I uh, I, I want a story for people that have trouble, difficult. I want a story for people that have extreme difficulty forgiving themselves and Well they need to be watching past- Discovery. Oh, right. And 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 to have such a hard time forgiving themselves. Every time they, they go out, they remember some the anxiety takes over and they remember something that, that happened that, that they were embarrassed about and they did something wrong and it just it just just sours the eggs and I want something that will show people like you and I, that it's okay to forgive yourself. You can make amends. If you can't, you can't, but you still fucking tried. And it's okay. You're still not dead. You're still here. Like you, you like tell me today, like how stressed you were, but like, Hey, you did something you never thought eight years ago that you could do. And you're in your kick-ass apartment you you did what you wanted to do. You had that 30 minutes with your boy to go swimming. I don't know how long you were there. No, we but you still... got a
1: couple hours today. We, got, we yep. got several hours today. It was a lot of
0: fun. It, it, exactly. Exactly. Like, you wanted every spare moment you could have with your boy. And you went after it, and you suffered, and you're still suffering. Yeah, you ain't got any money right now, or you got... No, like, oh, I've got money, I just bit.
1: can't have any access I, to it. I just don't understand that that, that,
0: that, that, that That's not my point. That's not my point. <laughs> you, you did it, dude. You pushed the limit, and there you are. I'll feel a lot better ready. when
1: I can uh, pay my rent.
0: Yeah, me too, brother. Yeah. and I'm, 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 a, I'm a month away from the same thing to you. It was really close last month and it didn't happen, but uh, that's all I got for this week, man.
1: Yeah, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> if anybody would like us to make this full time <laughs> so that we can yeah. g- deliver an outrageous amount of content, I would love to review Silver Age and Bronze Age books incessantly. If you would like to uh, donate to a Patreon account, <laughs> we'll set yeah. one up. Cause it's uh yeah. it's time we yeah. would we would love to uh we would love to be finding ways to go to go to wrestling shows and and let you in on everything that we experienced and the vibe and you know what everything we think and feel but uh we got you know minefields is gonna have to start making some money that's kind of it so it's uh this is dangerous this is dangerous it's dangerous to go out go out there on your own, and at least we didn't do it alone, you know? We didn't go out there alone. But uh, it's scary to put your opinions out there, too. But uh, so far, I mean, nobody's really nailing us for anything. Because um, everything's just opinion. And unfortunately, we live in a country where your opinion is not acceptable more often than not any longer, despite our freedoms, and here we are. We're still still putting them out there. But uh, yeah, that's 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 my commentary. I think that the Picard show is going to be, uh, I, I it, it, at its best. I would like to see Captain Picard not tied to one ship and crew. And I know that's expensive. If you if he was on a ship this week doing a ship thing, and with a with a crew of, who cares? I don't care if they're like one name actor, crew member. You know, okay, great. And then if he was on a planet in this episode, or if he was what, have him be at large trying to solve a problem, you know? It could be the X-Files of Star Trek. It could be the, uh, it could be the Incredible Hulk. You know, it could be whatever. It could be Quantum Leap. Give him a tiny cast of people who are his his attendants and they're solving something It happened a while ago. And then, yeah, get him on the Enterprise and see who the hell the captain is. Get him out to Deep Space Nine. Get him to these places we want to see. Drag Kate Mulgrew's unfortunately gigantic uh, personage out and uh, let's see what happened with the Voyager crew after all of that stuff, because you know they weren't going to do anything daring. Um, Best case scenario, I think that the events of Star Trek Nemesis took place... He and he said, I want to go to Romulus, and I, or I want to go into Romulan space and try to help them. We are, we have to do it. And uh, they said, the only way we're going to let you do that is if you take command of a fleet. And he said, all right, fine. So he, to do it, he became an admiral. And when they get there, he found out that there was a secret Starfleet agenda that he wasn't privy to. And it would just cross the line with him. Because he'd already put up with that in Star Trek uh, Insurrection. He'd already put up with that in season seven of Trek a couple of times. He put up he
0: put up with it when he goes to uh, uh Romulan. Just Oh yeah, just
1: over and over and over again, Starfleet has let him eat, down. Eat, he is the eating, ideal. Eating
0: eating the soup. I mean that was such a good metaphor.
1: Yeah. Eat the soup, jolan on true. Get your uh get your uh Romulan plume or whatever the crap it was.
0: Yeah. He goes to the Romulan planet and you're not eating your soup. Yeah. He that, that 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 meant something. I'm sorry. I know. I know it totally I,
1: did. You're not eating your soup. And you, so uh, I don't know if you're an appropriate Romulan, you know? Is that kind of thing? Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. But hey, man, I'm done for the day, man. I'm tired. I got to go to bed. <laughs> Me, too, man.
1: All right. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. I'm going to upload this. We're going to upload this right away. And uh, yeah, that's right. This is dangerous. We'll talk to this you later. This is
0: dangerous. This is dangerous. Colin and Joshua at MinefieldsCommonsPodcast.com. This is dangerous.
1: Say <laughs> it one more time for good
0: measure. This is dangerous. This is dangerous. All right. All right we're out. We're out.